Hey everyone, Future Mateo here with just a little quick update. This episode was recorded prior to the announcement of the upcoming Pokemon Presents and also recorded before we had an official date for the Nintendo Partner Direct as well as the rumors of the Switch 2 getting pushed into next year. So with that, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode because most of our predictions are still pretty relevant. So anyways, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hubworld Podcast. Today's episode will have us covering Nintendo predictions over the next couple months. My name is Mateo, and today I'm joined by... Dino and Jules. Whether you're joining us from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to like and subscribe. Now, let's get this episode rolling. So, if you haven't heard, there's a lot of very interesting Nintendo rumors going around. Depending on when this episode drops, the Nintendo Direct that's rumored to be happening this week may have already happened. And then also, there's a few other things that we are expecting to happen this month such as the inevitable Pokemon Presents that'll happen on Pokemon Day yep. at the end of February. And then into next month, we have the rumored Nintendo Switch successor uh, announcement. So there's a lot to cover in this episode. So I guess we'll uh, start just quickly with this rumored nintendo direct partner showcase if i'm being honest i know know the rumor right now is that it's a partner showcase but i want to operate under it could be a regular direct as well like and i want to make predictions of if it were to have nintendo games as well what what would be in there but if it is a partner showcase two things i'm hoping to see are another look at the dragon quest 3 2d hd remake that we haven't seen in like three years i forgot that was actually a thing still (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping we see that. And then maybe a Chrono Trigger 2DHT remake. I'd love to see either of those there. And and Square Enix usually throws some things into Nintendo's uh, partner showcases in any case. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something from them. And like just because it's a partner showcase doesn't mean that there won't be Switch-exclusive games from Nintendo franchises because... Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity was unveiled at a partner showcase. And I think Cadence of Hyrule was also. So there is a slight chance or an outside chance of, you know, actually seeing a Nintendo game made by another team. Mario and Rabbids was shown at one. or uh, Yeah, Mario and Rabbids Spark of Hope was shown at one. So I don't feel like now is the time for a first-party Nintendo franchise to be in one of these because we're so close to the next system coming out, and I feel like that would be a big thing to show with the new console. Yeah. But as for just, like, third-party stuff, I really am just waiting for Platonic to announce their next game. I appreciate what they do for indies with the Platonic and Friends label where they publish other people's games for them. That's great. Enough is enough. It's been so long. It's been like like four years since Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Maybe five years since then. Because I think that was 2019 that game came out. And I've seen a lot of the fan base (laughs) getting a little bit tired of waiting now. Like, five years is a long time. They have to be able to show something at this point. Like, they've expanded their, their staff. They moved into a bigger space. And 
they're a little more active on social media now and they're a little tongue in cheek. Like I just saw a video that they posted on YouTube and the community manager was a was a little bit coy with some of the comments because a lot of the comments in this video were like, where's the next platonic game? And, you know, they were just saying, oh, we'll show it when we show it. Like very similar to the way rare wear from back in the day in the N64 era was where like they would just go radio silent for years and then show something when it was a year out. So I'm just hoping that we're really close to the next ukulele or whatever actual platonic game is, whether it's like a kart racer or another platformer. It is a ukulele game. They announced it in 2021. It's just, it's just tired of waiting. I guess I loved both of their games and now I just have, I have so much faith in that studio. So there's that. And also what's that other game that was announced at the direct last direct. It was uh, made by the Sonic mania team. Pennies. Oh, the yo-yo game. Yeah. That yeah. game looks really, really fun. I'm blanking on the name right now, but that game looks great. Uh, I'd love to see more of that. Pennies big breakaway. That that's the name of it. Yeah. So just those are the two main games I want to see more of. So my stuff is more on the Pokemon side of things. So if uh, Jules, do you want to say anything about any Nintendo stuff before I can go in and start talking Pokemon? I still have lots of Nintendo stuff I want to say before we jump to Pokemon Presents. If I'm being honest, because I've only really talked about Partner Showcase stuff. Even though I know we're at the end of the Switch's lifespan, the reality of a new console launch is there's not going to be an install base immediately. And I do think we have a few more games left. Um, I don't think we have anything brand new, but I am anticipating that we're going to get stuff. Um, Like, of course, we're going to get more info on Luigi's Mansion 2's remake and the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake when they're they're ready to show those. However, I think we're going to get more stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like one-ish more kind of remake slash re-release to end off Switch's lifespan, maybe that's going to be, you know, like... Like the Zelda remakes that we missed from the Wii U? I, I think at this point, those aren't coming to Switch. I think those will be on the successor. I'm thinking more like Metroid Prime 2 and Metroid Prime 3. Yeah, I was thinking the trilogy. The, yeah, Metroid Prime 2, Metroid Prime 3. The other one, actually, I was thinking about this a lot the other day. And it's funny that we bring up Metroid. Because, like, I don't think it's going to be... It won't be a trilogy, right? Because they've already released Metroid Prime Remastered. Yeah. Um, it'll be more like the Pikmin 1 and 2 package. So it'll be like a Metroid Prime 2 and 3 package. They'll probably do a physical release. And it'll be that type of remaster where it's really just up But I was thinking about it, like, a lot. And I was like... Like, Metroid Prime 2 and 3, I think, is a is a given. But... Considering how much they've spent, how much time they've spent building to Metroid Prime 4 in the in the Metroid story, right? Like, because Metroid Prime 3 ends with the cliffhanger, and then Metroid Federation Force ends in a cliffhanger that continues that cliffhanger. So it's very clear that Silex is playing a massive role in Metroid Prime 4. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a metroid prime hunters remake as well that'd be so awesome because that's another kind of game like luigi's mansion right hd or paper mario where like really the game itself isn't packed with content it is a very small game and you know remaking or remastering that game probably wouldn't take a ton of time so that could also be an end of switch 
lifespan kind of game. And the thing is, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the, the new console, I'm sure, as well, but the rumor right now is it's backwards compatible. So at the end of the day, all these late game Switch games that might be remakes or re-releases or whatever, it's not like you're not going to be able to buy them for the next system. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. most likely you will be able to, and I'm sure that even if you can't, that's why they're doing games like Luigi's Mansion 2 HD and Paper Mario 1000 Your Door. Because, like, so for example, for the average consumer who doesn't already own a Switch that wants to upgrade to the new Switch or buy a new Switch, or if it's not backwards compatible and the average consumer wants to upgrade to the new Switch, and then they're going to lose their, their games, like get rid of their Switch, most people aren't going to be super upset that they missed out on Peach, Luigi's Mansion 2 Remake, and Paper Mario 1000 Your Door Remake because they are like older games they're not like fresh brand new games whereas if they drop something like a brand new kirby game suddenly at the end of the switch lifespan and then somebody's like oh well i want to buy this new system and i'm getting rid of my switch and it's not backwards compatible they might feel more burned so i think we're either going to get backwards compatibility or a lot of these late game switch games will have releases on the next console as well my whole thing is like i don't think nintendo is just gonna stop making switch games even into year one and year two of the successor because like the 3ds was on life support until 2017 it got games they didn't want to completely unplug that install base right like there's 140 plus million switches in the market there'll be even more by the end of this year i think they're just gonna slowly phase out that system like a lot of games that come out on the successor might have pared down versions for the original switch, or they're just going to release ver- uh, switch games that will be uh, available to play via backwards compatibility on the successor. Like, I don't think they're just going to completely rule out making games for the switch. Cause I, I just, that's just, it's just money left on the table. Like it'd be smart for them to just keep putting out, remakes or re-releases or things like that and then just let players on the new console still be able to play those games like i think that would just be the best decision i I think we're naturally moving into the the next console talk so maybe we do that and then go to pokemon but you know i I think whether it's backwards compatible or not i am i'm of the opposite opinion of you mateo i i there's never been a time where nintendo didn't do a hard transition um, and 3DS you are bringing up is like is a good example, but I personally like am ignoring that as an example because I don't think Switch was a successor to 3DS. I think Switch was a successor to Wii U, and like I understand that like in a way it is a successor to 3DS, but I think because it was the first time that they were pushing their handheld market into their console market, they they had a little bit of a softer transition for them but for in terms of console they've never done it right like with wii to wii u for example like there were no first party wii games within like six months of wii u like they just shut it down yeah but nintendo nintendo consoles in general after i want to say every single game boy or ds was backwards compatible with at least one version of it before same thing with but the and like the consoles took that after like the wii was the first home console that was backwards compatible right 
regardless of whether it was backwards compatible or not, even with their yeah, handheld those older version, those older games will still work, but they're gonna no, go. No, I, yes. I'm I'm no Jules. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing yeah. with you. Like everything is gonna like they're gonna say nope. This is the new thing. Buy the new thing. Yeah. Nintendo's always been like that. But they're gonna say if you still have the old thing, you can play it on the new thing. Yes, and I, and I think that if they were gonna continue to be releasing games on Switch, the this first half of the year wouldn't be what it is. Like the first half of the year being majority remakes and like very small games, yeah. I think is very indicative that it's a hard transition, not a soft one. Because if they were just gonna do this dual kind of piece, then there would be no reason to not release some like bigger games right now because it's like okay well there's it's just gonna have a version on the other switch and they were gonna ease people into it whereas i feel like they're not easing people in i feel like they they put the writing on the wall after tears of the kingdom and they're like basically after tears of the kingdom everything after tears of the kingdom has been in general like a smaller game save for maybe pikmin 4 but even pikmin 4 before it actually succeeded the way it did pikmin was fairly niche so I feel like they basically looked at Tears of the Kingdom as like, this is the last like massive game. Pikmin 4 was the start of kind of like the phase out of like smaller titles slash remakes to kind of phase people out. So you still have something to play till the new system, but it's not going to be anything like massive because it, I, like the console will likely launch with at yeah. least a few heavy hitters. Like, that's going to be their holiday. They're probably going to have two to three heavy hitters. If it comes out in September, like the rumors are, it'll mm-hmm. launch with something big, and then there will be a big November game. Do you think that we're going to have, like, a smaller Pokemon release with Pokemon Day and everything coming up, and with all the rumors talking about, like, a new Legends game, or, like, a remake of Gen 5, or, like, Let's Go Gen 2... Because I've 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 been hearing a lot of rumors about that kind of stuff, and I'm not so sure if they would just hold off until and and wait until like this like Switch Two or Switch Pro or whatever, right? Let's put it this way: like I think if Pokemon Day comes and goes, and they don't announce a Switch Pokemon game coming this year, then yes, 100. percent Yeah, like there's there's no way that's not going to happen. There's no way they're not going to announce the big thing coming out this year on Pokemon Day, and the Nintendo event or the unveiling is in March. I'm sorry, I really think there's a new Pokemon game being announced for Switch at the end of the month. Like it's just no, no, I agree. I think yeah, like Pokemon is the outlier. Even on 3DS, right? Like they also announced Ultra Sun or Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out after the Switch came out or something like that, right? So even before that, even predating that, like I'm pretty sure that I might be wrong, but even I'm pretty sure that Pokemon games have always historically like their final releases on every console have always been either like incredibly close to the next console release or like overlapping. And that's just because of Pokemon's like development cycle cycle their development cycle Mm -hmm. and that's why i I do think like like i know there's lots of rumors going around about what it is it's not gen 10 it's we're not ready for gen 10 like that's not gonna happen cycle but they wouldn't do that as the last switch game but i'm also of the opinion that it's a remake i don't even think it's a legends game i think that legends arceus was such a massive success and such a massive piece of Pokemon's identity moving forward, that if they're going to do a sequel to that game, it's not a Switch game. That is a Switch successor game. 
I think that whatever we're getting is either a remake um, or it's something small or it doesn't exist. So I think that if the if the next Pokemon game is a Switch 2 game, I think that what they're going to do on Pokemon Day is do their typical here's what all our mobile games are doing in Pokemon Unite and then announce a few little things. They'll give us a teaser trailer. No, not even a teaser trailer. I could see them straight up being like, tune in in March at the Nintendo console unveiling to see our next Pokemon game. Like, I think it's it's if it's a Switch successor game, a launch they title? will say on, like, yeah, no, well, not necessarily it's a launch title. If it's a Switch successor game coming out this year, I think on Pokemon Day, they will say, tune in to the console unveiling to see the next Pokemon game. Because that's where they'll show it. They won't show it on Pokemon Day if it's a successor game. The Pokemon gen- Pokemon Company generally has been doing a lot of their own announcements and stuff. They haven't really been. And doing Nintendo, there's there's no way Nintendo would announce their showcase in a Pokemon Day presentation. No, I think it'll be announced before then. At that point, is what I'm saying. Is like they might announce it at the end of this partner direct, right? Like Gino said, like they might say, "Tune in next month." I don't even think they do that. Or they'll say, "Stay tuned for for updates on our next major Pokemon game, like next month, something like that." Because I I agree, Pokemon Company does their own thing, but Pokemon Company yep. is not announcing the next console, and they're not going to show the game if it's running on the next console before Nintendo announces their next console. And I really think Nintendo's announcing the whatever thing in March on twitter no one's gonna tune into the partner direct if it's announced to be a partner direct you're gonna see the numbers the live stream numbers are gonna be way down general directs pulling way 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 more people like they'd be better off just announcing it on twitter either way i i like i don't think the pokemon game is going to be a switch successor game because i don't think the pokemon game that's coming is a brand new gen and i feel like they're gonna want to start with a brand new gen on the next system yeah can we talk about like what we would like to see because like there's as i mentioned before there were like three big theories and stuff that i've been seeing floating around on youtube and it's like like youtube's been pushing that kind of content on me like okay next pokemon game is it like a legend set in the johto region or is it going to be like a legends game set in unova personally i would love to see a legends game set in johto just because which game had the sinjo ruins in it was that uh heart gold soul silver yeah that's how like people are saying okay maybe it's like your same protagonist from legends arceus and you're going to the johto region through the sinjo ruins and then that's how you can still tie arceus into it and then it can go into like the the johto region and stuff that way i like that idea or like a black and white three and just leave that as like it's it's instead of a remake it's just like okay here's just a sequel and you can see true kyrim don't get me wrong i would love a legends johto i don't believe think that's happening personally like i i think that it's something they may do down the line i just don't see a purpose to doing a legends johto right now because there's no johto marketing coming up so i i like i personally do think it's going to be something more connected to gen 5 or gen 6 Mm-hmm. Um, which are the predominant theories beforehand. But if it is Johto, I think it will be Let's Go. Because Let's Go has, you know, sold very, very well, and they never really continued it. Yeah. And I think it's the perfect time to, to do Let's Go. So, Jules, you're saying it would be Let's Go Shuckle and Let's Go Dunsparce? Yes, Let's Go Shuckle, <laughs> Let's Go Dunsparce. Team Shuckle. Um, Team Shuckle. But, like, here's the thing, and... This is going to be an unpopular opinion, maybe. Not not here, but online. And yeah. this isn't something people want to hear, but it's something that they need to hear. And I had this conversation with Giancarlo. 
when we were talking about Power World. And I'm going to bring oh. Power World into this conversation. At the end of the day, people are really excited about Power World. And they're using it as a way to criticize and point fingers and pinpoint things that Pokemon hasn't been able to do for the last, since it became HD, right? And another one I hear constantly compared to Pokemon is Persona 3, or just Persona in general. And they're like, well, you know, there's no excuse. Look at Persona, right? Um, and now, now that we're playing Persona 3, I kind of had this thought, like amidst the PAL world hype and the Persona 3 release, I've been playing Persona 3, and you know, it's a beautiful game. The animations, mm-hmm. like the characters, so detailed, so beautiful, like all this stuff, and it runs at more than 10 frames per second, unlike Scarlet Violet. Fine. I get it. But I was also playing through Persona 3, and I was like, okay, let's just do like a quick comparison of like, what they had to build versus Pokemon, right? So I looked at, like, okay, the amount of moves. And I looked at the amount of moves. I'm like, there's literally, like, if you count all the variations of, like, each elemental attack, there's, like, 30, maybe 40 moves. So that's 40 animations. There's maybe, like, 30 to 40 enemy types that are all reskinned and recolored um, as they get stronger. Um, and then there's uh, under a dozen playable characters that have animations designed for them. And the game reuses assets like over and over and over again. And so I was thinking about that. I was like, these aren't even quantifiably comparable things. Like the amount of just individual monsters Pokemon has to make mixed with the amount of moves and animations is astronomical compared to Persona 3. So these aren't equitable. And I was thinking about Power World too. And I was like, a lot of people really like Power World because of how it runs and the animations and all that stuff. But again, Power World has like just over, I think it was like 150 monsters. So I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about Let's Go. And I was like, people criticized the crap out of Let's Go when it came out. But Let's Go is the most polished best looking and best representation of the Pokemon and how they behave of any Switch Pokemon game. And why is it? It's because Game Freak has been telling us for like 10 years now, it's unsustainable how many monsters we have. If you want these games to look and run beautifully, if you want them to have the quality that they've had in the past... You have to let us cut down the amount of monsters. And everybody's sky is falling. Sky is falling. Pokemon company cutting content. Whining, whining, whining. And so they kept a decent size number again. 500. But that's still like an overwhelmingly large amount of monsters. And animations have to program. And their games are suffering for it. And that's why I'm excited for the idea of Let's Go Johto. Because I like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. And the reason I like it is because the game runs well it looks well the pokemon have a lot of heart a lot of care put into them they went through every single one of those pokemon they're like how do we make them look and behave the way that they authentically should in this game world and the game works because of that i still think some of the battle animations were kind of lazy though sure but battling wasn't the focus right when it was just like generic like tail whip and it's just like the pokemon like literally just levitating turning 180 degrees falling wiggling levitating turning around and falling again yeah in general though jules i do agree that the like the the game performs very well and for what it was it was fun and it was a good return but the thing like is, the at the end of the day, I, I understand where you're coming from, 
but I think Pokemon's under a microscope because oh, it totally I'm is. sorry, there's nothing special about Persona Monster using Makaraja and a circle of energy appearing around you and lowering your defense, and every single every single individual enemy having the exact same animation, doing the exact same thing you're describing in Pokemon. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's okay because it's Persona, yeah, and it's okay because it's Dragon Quest. And it's okay because it's Power World. But the second it's Pokemon, because Pokemon is the biggest media franchise of all time, it's not okay. And that's what I yeah. don't like about Pokemon. And Game Freak essentially is the size of an indie team. And that's, that's fine. The if problem. They, they just have millions and millions and millions of dollars. And everyone thinks because of the millions of dollars, that means it's okay to shit on them. Yeah, and there, there's lots of issues with Pokemon Company, but yeah. I think they are always their best when they've made the games that they want to make. And yeah. I think that what they've been struggling with is they don't want to upset fans too much, so they've prioritized the one thing that fans have screamed and cried about, which is Dexit. And they shouldn't have. They should have put their foot down and been like, no. Our games, we don't want them running at 10 frames per second, so we're going to have 200 Pokemon in this game. But then it would be the same thing. People would cry, cry, cry. This the company's lazy. They suck. They just need to give us a battle sim that has everything. Make Maybe. a battle sim that has everything, and then you can go out and add to your battle sim roster by buying the latest release. Sure. Then that would be great. But again, it's going to run into the... It would, it would solve a lot of problems because you don't have to have a running around in an open world and a windmill spinning at two frames a second, whatever. It's just, it's just here's the battle sim. Maybe even make it pixelated because HeartGolds and Soul Silver were completely 2D. They had 500 Pokemon and that was the best game they've ever made. I do feel like some of the Pokemon pixelated look way better than their 3D models. Weavile is like, Weavile is the biggest, is the biggest sufferer of the 3D. Hundred percent. Well, actually, Weavile isn't the worst. Electros is a big one too, and yeah, uh, that Swellow. But like, there's a lot of Pokemon that suffered from the transition 3D, and I agree with you. Which is why I think if they ever do a battle sim or like a a place where you put all your Pokemon, it continues on forever. They need a timeless art style. It doesn't need to be pixelated. But if they did something, for example, like Digimon Survive did, where it's hand drawn animations, like the OG 151 drawn like that. Not even necessarily like that. It doesn't need to be like that. But if it's almost like a moving anime, so it is like the same idea as sprites, where it's not like a super versatile 3D model, but it's like a moving hand-drawn image that has some little animation. So it's like emulating the pixel style, but it's more like hand-drawn. I think that is their best bet to make it timeless because that's an art style that you never have to update. It's like Wind Waker, right? Like no matter how good the tech gets, Wind Waker will never have to be updated beyond Wind Waker HD because you can't update it beyond that unless you make it more realism. And there's no reason to make it realism because it's stylized. And I think if they did a Pokemon... cartoon, yeah. Yeah, like if they did a Pokemon battle sim making it a timeless art style that you'll never ever ever have to toy with after you've added the pokemon in there then it's then it's forever right like it can just stay that way and i think if that's the course of action that they would go with the ken sugimori art style that they've been doing since the original games like the like the watercolored sort of hand-drawn thing you would see in like in like instruction manuals and stuff that's perfect like that that would work so anyways just to recap 
because a lot of Pokemon stuff has been said. Do you know you think that like they should make a battle sim? And Jules, you think? I think it's a remake. I think it's a Let's Go Johto or it's a it's a Gen Five remake, and that's the their main series game. But I also do think like I'm I fully believe there is a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers remake that's coming out this year too, and that's yeah. also going to be a Lake mm-hmm. Switch game. My hope is if they do a uh, Let's Go Johto. I really like Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, but I wish there was a little more freedom in the control uh, style of that game. Like if they gave me the ability to just play a basically remake of Gold and Silver, even if it's not like with all the stuff that Heart Gold Soul Silver added or whatever, just like a 3D remake of Gold and Silver, just like how Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee was a 3D remake of Yellow. I would really appreciate that. Like, I didn't care throwing the Pokeballs, like the Joy-Con or whatever. Like, if they can just map that to buttons, I'd be over the moon. If not, it's all right. But, like, I'm sure that if that game does get made, there'll be a lot of quality of life improvements over Pikachu and Eevee. So, but, like, I would even just love another Pokemon spinoff, like another Pokemon Snap on switch or like a new pokemon tournament like that would be amazing if they made a new pokemon but like i i want like those really high quality spin-offs another big announcement that they could just make would just to be putting the game boy games on switch online that would be a huge win if they did that you think they'd do that this late though but the thing is it's not late because if switch online onto the uh, persists in the new system then like our whole idea of how Nintendo like drops these games is completely changed. Like it's not going to be seen as them sort of pulling the plug on one thing, but they would just keep going. Cause like those data mines, there was like 38 N64 games or something like that in the data mine. And we're nowhere near that. They just finished releasing all the games that they announced. I think in 2022 with, I think golden sun was the last one. We don't know anything coming to switch online and there has to be stuff coming this month. Because there's always stuff coming every month. So where are these games? I really think they're just going to keep going. When Microsoft announces their their stuff and there's a partner showcase, they're going to announce stuff like uh, Banjo Tooie and Racing. Diddy Kong Racing. Um, that'd be, that'd but be so I was going to awesome. say um, another thing. I kind of want to mention it was something you said earlier, but now that it's kind of relevant to Pokemon, you're saying like another big Pokemon spinoff. Another like. Maybe this is just jumping to conclusions, but a, a game we haven't seen from Nintendo in a little while that could pop up in a partner showcase or in a Pokemon Presents is another collab with Team Ninja on another Warriors game. And I think Pokemon as a Warriors game would be fantastic. I, I think a Pokemon Warriors would be crazy good. One like it would be really fun and it would it would fit right like it, it could be really really cool. Yeah, as a um, trainer, you go into the the rock tunnel and you have to fight hordes like billions of Zubats. Yeah, it could it could really work <laughs> if they did. I think a Pokemon Warriors would really really work and could be really unique. Koei Tecmo made Pokemon Conquest on DS. Yeah, so you could just do a 3D version of Pokemon Conquest. You could. Um, the game didn't sell super well. Um, no, but like so, it, it could be a Warriors game, and like the style of the game is like it's the the, oh, it's the feudal Japanese yeah, character a- with a Pokemon and and with Muso yep. gameplay. Yep. Yeah. That that's definitely 
an option. And I think that what they've been doing really well, because like when I when we first played Hyrule Warriors, when that was like the first one and Fire Emblem Warriors, they were they were okay. Like like I love Hyrule Warriors, but like there were it was a bit rough around the edges. But what they've really mastered with these newer Warriors games is blending the original game's setting, vibe, and gameplay with Warriors. Like, Persona 5 Strikers, Age of Calamity, and Fire Emblem 3 Hopes Hopes. are all fantastic in the sense that they feel authentically like a Warriors and the game that they're emulating. So I think a Pokemon game could be really, really cool if they find a good balance. And the other series that I think would really do well with a Warriors game um, would be Xenoblade. And this is the perfect time to do a Xenoblade Warriors game because we're in the cusp. We're like in between the sagas because one, two, and three were one story. So they could easily blend them together and do a Warriors game now. And that could be a great late Switch game because all three Xenoblade Chronicles games in that saga are on Switch. So it could almost be like an epilogue to the Xenoblade 1, 2, 3 storyline in a warrior style. And I think a lot of people would like it and people would buy it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Warriors game this year or next year. Kid Icarus is another one that would be great as a Warriors game, but I don't think we're getting that until we get another Kid Icarus. Kid Uprising coming to the Switch, just in general as a remake. That'd be good. And just translate yeah. the touch controls. We know that... Namco Bandai or Bandai Namco, I always forget which order the things are in because they flip flop. Created two exclusively Nintendo Studios. One of them is a Smash Bros. team. It's incredibly obvious that they're a Smash Bros. team, but the other one is working on something. They've been working on a 3D action game for I want to say it's two years now, maybe three. Yeah. And people are speculating it's a remake and like things being thrown around where. Kater Chris Uprising, Star Fox Assault, Star Fox Adventures. Like people are thinking that it's like one of these older Nintendo 3D action games. I'd be happy with any of those, but I really want Kid Icarus Uprising because like yeah, that, was that game, game is painful to play for some people, not because of it being bad. It's just the way it controls, especially if you're left-handed. If so, I'm being honest, I think like, and this is, this is my two cents about Kid Icarus, Icarus Uprising. It's my hope and also my thought. I think making Kid Icarus Uprising a, like a remake of it, a late Switch remake, is a bad idea. And the reason I, I feel that way is that I, I feel the only reason Nintendo would actually do that as a remake is with the intention of hopefully, again, attempting at a revival of that series. And, and throwing it at the late game Switch is sending it out to die even if the next system is backwards compatible sending it out now as a late game switch game right before a new console launch with likely like way bigger games would like because that's what paper like paper mario luigi's mansion 2 like those games are safe games those are games that like nintendo's like we can put these games out and they'll still probably sell a couple million. They're not going to take a lot of work to make. And it doesn't really matter how well they sell because these series are going to continue because they're high selling series. A game like Kid Icarus, I feel like that game, if they throw it at the end of the Switch lifespan, it's to test the waters for Kid Icarus and that would kill it again. So I think that they should hold off if, if that game exists. I think it I would. Just... 
I just looked online. Kid Icarus Uprising on 3DS only sold 1.36 million copies. I think I know. A, I think a remake that's what I mean. of that on Switch, even if it comes out at the end of this year, just say would do better. It, it sells. It would sell it, that. It and would more do better than. Sleep. But it would do better than that. But it it wouldn't get the recognition it deserves. Like it, it's a bad time to throw it out, right? Like it's. Especially if if Switch Two is gonna launch with like let's say a 3D Mario game, right? Like, I think it's the a bad time to put it out because it, it will sell, but it won't do what it needs to do, which is try to get it people make into the fans. series. It won't make new fans, and I think that's why I wouldn't put it there. It's not a, an established enough series like like Luigi, which is part of Mario or Paper Mario, like. Those games don't need to sell a ton because at the end of the day, they're, those remakes are there for the fans. They're not there to try and like revive or bring back this series. And I feel like Kid Icarus Uprising is different. I feel like that game needs to be have its own time. I think that's something that I would rather next year on the successor console than this year on the Switch. Even if it means I have to wait one full year. I think it will benefit the series more. If it were to come out on the next console, not on this console. Speaking of next console, um, I wanted to start talking a little bit more about like, okay, what do you think it's going to be? Uh, do you think it's going to follow the traditional Nintendo model of every console also making Nintendo money? Or do you think they're going to throw something like, is it going to be basically using outdated or currently available, maybe slightly outdated in a year or so tech, kind of like how the Switch launched weaker than the NVIDIA Shield or at the specs of the NVIDIA Shield, which was outdated? Or is it going to be something more powerful? Because like I keep seeing these like laughably hilarious posts. I was like, oh, it better be at least 60 frames a second and 4K. And I'm just like, Nintendo will never do that. It will not be. Nintendo is not trying to compete with Microsoft and Sony. This is not going to be the tech will not be current tech. It will be older tech. It will be more powerful than Switch. It will likely still be able to output in 4K and you know it'll be more powerful, but but there's a reason why Nintendo like Nintendo has strategically at this point like I think with the Wii U was it was the final straw and I think they were always building to this. Since the Wii they've been trying to differentiate from their competitors. And the Wii U is where they saw the opportunity. They said, okay, this console failed. The best thing we can do is cut its lifespan short so that our console releases forever moving forward are offset by our competition. Because now, always, their consoles will come out two to three years before their competition. And because of that, they won't be seen as competition. Because they're not competing with PS5 or Xbox because PS5, Xbox came out three years ago so nobody's looking at it like that anymore yeah and they don't need to compete with whatever's coming next because that's three to four years out as well so i think they've just gotten into the cycle of like we only need to improve on our last console we don't need to compare ourselves to anybody else because we are not releasing our console our tech at the same time as these other tech companies so i think it will be more powerful than the switch I think it will be the least innovative Nintendo console ever. Well, yeah, all they have to do is just give it like more RAM and a slightly better graphics card. Keep the Switch essentially the exact same as it is. It will Make be it the 3DS. Game. It will be the 3DS to the DS. That's how small it will yeah. be. It will be mostly yeah. a, a power and a, a, a visual update. Tech-wise, I'm expecting the exact same kind of gimmick. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Nintendo 
needs to nail the transition between so generations. Do you think Super Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Super Switch? Super Nintendo Switch. Just like we have Super Nintendo World, the Super Nintendo, the name was just, it made it so clear that this is the better version of the NES. This is the next NES. Yeah. The SNES, right? And then you can, it's abbreviation can be SNS, Super Nintendo Switch. I just think that Super is a, a word that's synonymous with Nintendo it is, at this yeah. point. And it rolls off the tongue, Super Nintendo Switch. People are going to call it that, even if it's not called that. Because <laughs> we've been calling it that for two years already yeah. in like the community. I'm hoping that the dock of the new system will be able to house both the Switch and... Not at the same time, but I'm saying like... like either or. For example, yeah, like either or. So like, for example... Like and this is in the worst case scenario of like it's not backwards compatible. I would be fine if just the dock it's backwards compatible because then I at least I only need to have one dock set up and then I can just put my Switch in when I want to play Switch games and put my Super Switch in when I want to play Super Switch games and it's an easy transition and the, yeah. it's actually not that much more setup. I think it would only be an issue of like it's not compatible in the slightest. So we'll see. I'm thinking it's not going to be that big of an upgrade. I think the controllers will be more refined. Um, they'll be more refined style of Joy-Con. I think that... Like ergonomic? Something that'll like fit your hand better? Well, no. I, I think they might be bigger and or just a different like shape or something. I don't even think... I For no other reason other than they can perfect the design and get rid of drift. Yeah. which will be the big thing, but also just so that they could sell more, right? Because if they just keep the Joy-Con like they have yeah. now, they're not going to sell controllers, and they, they need to be able to sell controllers. So whatever it is will not be usable on Nintendo Switch. It will only yeah. be usable on Super Nintendo yeah. Switch, just like the games will not be usable on Nintendo Switch. They'll only be usable on Super Nintendo Switch. So the game's going to have like a little nub at the top like the 3DS. <laughs> Yeah, something like that, most likely. It will be a little bigger. And I fully expect regular Switch Joy-Cons and the Pro Controller to be backwards compatible as well. There's no reason for them not to. Like, There are hundreds of millions of Joy-Con in the world. And for them to not be backwards compatible, I think, would be a bad look. Like, having the Wii... Like, the Wii Remote worked with the Wii U. I I, I figure that the Joy-Con should work with the next system as well. Like, like if it's just like a feature upgrade on the 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 new Joy-Con, if they have new Joy-Con, I, there's no reason for that for the old ones to not be backwards compatible. But one thing that I think would be a really big missed opportunity is that with the Switch, we had we're 140 million and counting systems out in the wild, and when you're not using them and but you're carrying them around, they don't do anything. For the love of God, Nintendo, bring back Street Pass. Yes. You have a portable machine that has Bluetooth functionality. Just let there be Street Pass. I would pay even have that as a feature because it was so fun on 3DS. I'll be honest with you. I disagree with you. Why shouldn't it exist? I will tell you exactly why I think Street Pass is a bad idea. Street Pass was fantastic for 3DS. And the reason it was great for 3DS is 3DS was one affordable. It was a like 200-ish dollar console. It could fit in your pocket. And it was easy to bring around if I'm going to an event. I have that thing in my pocket. It connects to somebody great. 
The reason I don't want Street Pass on Switch is because, one, that system is more than double the money, so I don't want to be bringing it around everywhere I go, and I don't want to be incentivized or feel like I'm missing out because they put this feature on it where it's all about connecting and I can't even fit it in my pocket, so then now I have to put it in a bag, risk losing it. Like, I... I don't think the Switch is small enough and it's too expensive and has too many parts on it that are expensive that I, I think it's a bad idea to incentivize bringing it around everywhere. I think the idea of a Switch is like you can bring it around, but it's not something you're just going to have in your pocket. There's an easy workaround to that. Like, just have a mode or something that if you have your system docked, you can just send your friends gifts every day or something like that. What about an app? Or an app, yes. 100%. Yeah, just- like have free software or premium software eventually that will just allows you to your friends to just be more than just an icon that appears in the top left of your screen. Like I don't disagree with you. Nintendo should gamify the the friends list. Like my whole thing with the Switch 2 is just like fix the things that you didn't fix with the Switch. And that is the eShop. Yes. The eShop runs like absolute oh garbage. Yeah, that, and it's that needs been an that way since day one. The UI on the switch yes it's simplistic but you can't create folders you can't customize things very much there's no themes like the switch itself never got a big os update and that was by design they wanted to make it quick and snappy and and whatever that's fine but like now if you're gonna have as much ram as the system is rumored to have and as much internal storage as it's rumored to have like there's no reason for them to not splurge a little bit and give fans what they want. So, like, that's where I'm coming from. I think Street Pass is, a, is something that I loved for its time. I, I don't want it back because I don't think you can emulate that experience. But I do believe that there's things about the Switch they need to improve. Why, and why not put a three... Joy-Con in your pocket and walk around with that? Yeah, sure. Maybe a Joy-Con. But again, like, I, I feel like a it's a really good idea, Gino. Yeah, put a Joy-Con in your pocket, walk around, and connect it to an app on your phone. That's that's fine. I again, I I don't disagree, but I do think it changes it a little bit, right? Like, because yeah. again, like the idea of the 3DS was you're taking around like a console you could be playing out there in your yeah. pocket, whereas like a Joy-Con, like I'd have to remember to put that in my pocket and like. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it could be annoying, yeah. I, either way, I do think there's things on the Switch that, like, the three top things are, one, what Mateo said, themes, and I think bring back Badge Arcade yes. to do that. Oh, my God, um, yes. I think the second one that they really, really need, and they've been needing for years, is Nintendo needs a stars system, as in an achievement system, and like whether they call it coins or stars or whatever, I think that would be something that benefits them. Um, Especially now, because there was a time where I would have argued against it because I actually don't like the idea of achievements and trophies that much because I think it it arbitrarily shapes the way you play a game. So for example, my good friend just played Persona 3 Reload and he literally built his entire playthrough around the idea of min-maxing everything to get a platinum on one playthrough. And like I think that that's intrusive to your gameplay. But either way, there was a time where I was like, I don't think Nintendo should do that. But almost all Nintendo games in the Switch era had some kind of in-game achievement system. So just expand that now and just make it a, a universal thing. And then three, they need full Twitch integration. Ooh, Twitch is dying, though. Well, streaming integration, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, like every other system, I can hop on, click a button, 
and I'm streaming. And Switch, unfortunately, Nintendo is a, it's very t- tough to do that, right? Like, well, they don't want you to do it. That's why. Why? Because Nintendo is very protective of their IP. They don't want someone swearing while playing Pokemon while streaming it. That's so people like, do it either way. Nintendo's just a very conservative company when it comes to stuff like that. I, those are the three things I would like to see. I yeah. from the the interface. And I don't think it needs more than that. I think the the worst part of the PlayStation and the Xbox is that, and I know you guys will disagree with me on this one, especially when it comes to Xbox, but God, their UIs suck. And the reason I say their UIs suck isn't because they don't look nice, isn't because they aren't good, is there's just too much menuing. What I love about my Switch is there's one thing. I go to the right, I hit all games, and all my games are there, and that's it. That's all I need to do. Whereas on Xbox, you know, I got to hit the dashboard and then go through a couple things, find my games and apps, and then hit all subscription and like all owned games. And then I can see all my games. That's and that's true. Bro, and it's whatever. like, I, I hate that there's that much menuing in PlayStation and Xbox. And I know it's because they have a vast amount of options. The PS4 and the PS5 menus were awful. I do not know what anything does. I still don't even like, I have to push the, like with my PS5 controller, like even like, how do I even turn this console off? Like it's like you seven. Button. Yeah, I know you hold the button down, but like I'm pushing the button, thinking it's like Xbox or trying to find like an off switch or something on there. It's just like eh. maybe it's Boomer Gino coming out. I don't know how to turn it off. That's what I mean. Is Nintendo doesn't need all this stuff. Like I it think does, that N- Nintendo, what what they do best is being about games, not about all this other yeah. stuff. And I do think they need themes. I do think they need like an achievement system or whatever. But I think the less time you spend in the menus, the better your system is. Exactly. So that's why they got to make the eShop run better. Yeah. Because half the time I'm in the eShop, it's just loading. Yeah. What if I wanted to buy something? What if I wanted to buy something and the menu the, and the eShop sucks so much that I get sick and tired of it and I turn it off and then the Nintendo now doesn't have my money. Impossible to find things, not to mention you can't add multiple things to cart. Just the other day, and I sent you guys pictures of this, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster was on sale. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy these games. And it was always my intention that I would own all the Final Fantasy games from 1 through 12 on Switch at some point. So I was like, okay, the next time 7, 8, 9, 10, and 12 go on sale, I'll buy them. And then I noticed, oh, they're all 60% off. I'll buy them all. And guess what I had to do? I had to go into the eShop, pick Final Fantasy 7, go through the whole menu, put in my payment, hit purchase, which took a long time because of how long it takes to load, then hit continue shopping, then go get Final Fantasy VIII and do the same thing. Instead of being able to click all of them, add them to cart and do one purchase. I had to go yep. through each. It took me like 15 minutes to buy five games on the eShop. Brutal. That is ridiculous. Well, I wanted to to segue us kind of like, I, I feel like we've talked a lot about the hardware and like the I interface. I want to talk about one more thing uh, with the potential. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so Switch 2, throw a lightning port or like a USB Type-C, like a really fast USB Type-C on the bottom of that potential system that you can connect to a dock. And then eventually you can sell an upgraded dock like an expansion pass that has an, ex- that has an external graphics card in it. That would be great. That, that's fair. I think, I, I'll be honest with you, Gina, I think that's wishful thinking just because of Nintendo's philosophies around like designing console, like designing games around their console, like their hardware. So yeah. I think by by creating something like that, they they kind of uproot that philosophy. It's also like, why sell a dock upgrade when we can just sell an entire console upgrade? Yeah, a new system. Like they did yeah. with the OLED, right? Because there's yeah. no way. The rumor is that the screen isn't an OLED screen. It's a bigger screen than the Switch OLED screen, but it's not an OLED screen. It's an L. It's an LED screen, right? 
That's because they want because it, it's all about buy-in, yeah. right? Like they will and at not the end of the day, sell hardware at a loss ever. They will not do that. Yeah. Well, not even they won't sell hardware at a loss. Like it, they won't do that. But it's they, all they about don't want like it to be super expensive either. At at the level they're trying to sell, right? Mm-hmm. And to who they're trying to sell, the best marketing is price. It doesn't yep. matter if it's four ninety nine and an OLED screen. Three ninety nine will sell better to the average consumer than four ninety nine with better tech. And that's exactly. that's always yep. going to be so. And their whole thing is buy in, right? They need early adopters the way they did with Switch because they want to build. They they're going to do the exact same thing they did with Switch. They finally figured it out. What sells their systems is not these innovative gimmicks. It's not. Um, it's not like what the console is or what it looks like or what it's named. It's well, the name does the impression. Terrible. To a degree. I, cause I actually disagree with you. We, you no, it's fine. No, no, but listen, let me finish my point. It's not, we, you, in my opinion, did not fail because of its name. It failed because it didn't launch with anything interesting. And then it, by the end of year one, nobody had bought it. And people had moved on. And that's what they fixed with Switch. Switch launched with Breath of the Wild. And everybody was like, I better get that system because I got to play that game that every single reviewer, every single person online is talking about is the best game of all time. And that's what Nintendo needs to do with this system. They need to sell it with a heavy, heavy hitter that people are like, I cannot not play that game. No matter what, it doesn't matter what the system's name is. Doesn't matter what it looks like. If they launch with a game that is like ten out of ten, great. That's it. Their games are also, their selling point. When you bought a Switch, and when the Switch was announced, they didn't just have one game. Like there was a game every single month for over a year. Yeah. And this is the perfect segue. And like when they announced the Switch, there was Mario Odyssey was already announced. You yeah. had new ip you had splatoon yeah. 2 like it was an exciting it was like mario kart was without yeah. came out a month after the system yeah. came out and that's like why this is the, the exactly what i wanted to segue in before and i think this is the last item which is yeah. what do you think super switch what do you think it's year one is going to look like if we think it's coming out in september are you saying year one is september to december like just at the end of that like no, the no, launch like window seven, like year one one year of the system all right so i don't think there'll be a zelda game at all there yeah in, no, there in the first year uh i think there's going to be between september of this year and december of next year four big games so one in september and one in december or, or november of this year and then two next year you're gonna have a big summer game and a big fall game I think at launch this year, or this year in general, is like not counting any Pokemon, because that's Pokemon Company's thing. You're launching this system with the biggest Mario push you've ever seen Nintendo do. You're launching with a 3D Mario game. And the big holiday game is Mario Kart 10, or Mario Kart 9. It's their biggest system seller, right? It's been the biggest system seller for years. For the history of ever. Like, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sold... 60 plus million copies and that was a wii u game ported to switch 100 <laughs> percent. and if there isn't this big innovative push in terms of like new control style and all this stuff the games and the quality of the games 
speak for themselves. I think the innovation is not going to be on a hardware side. It'll be on a software side. So like, I agree. You'll have this crazy new racing mechanic that's never been there before. Hopefully there's an adventure mode like Diddy Kong Racing. That's my big thing that I want. But like, even a mission mode like there was in Mario Kart DS. I think you're going to have Mario and Mario Kart this year. Maybe Metroid Prime 4. Metroid Prime 4 could even slip into the spring that might of be next a spring year. game that might be fiscal year but then what i think is like the big 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 titles for 2025 i think you're gonna have smash bros in 2025 and then the last time like i don't know whether it'll be like smash bros would be holiday or not i'm more inclined to say it would be holiday i think you have a big new ip from nintendo i really think it's about time like splatoon is the last big new ip that they had and that came out in 2015 next year would mark 10 years since the last like real push nintendo had for a big ip like arms fizzled out like it sold really well but nintendo didn't do anything with it like arms had potential like it should have had a sequel honestly arms had legs but not anymore but like for a new IP, for it to have 3 million copies is impressive. But, like, I think either you have a big new IP or you basically... I don't want to say reboot or reinvent, but, like, you have to have Donkey Kong. I think Donkey Kong is, like, the IP that Nintendo has that can really, really, really skyrocket up their franchise list. Yeah. Like, Donkey Kong had no presence on Twitch. Yeah. Whether it's 3D or 2D, like, something Donkey Kong has to come. And I, I agree yeah. with you. I think that's a 2025. I think I think year one, they're going to have 3D Mario, Metro Prime 4, like you said, both Smash and Mario Kart, and one other big title, whether that be Donkey Kong, New IP, the resurgence of something that's been dormant, like Star Fox, or I'm not going to say F-Zero, because I don't think they do F-Zero within a year of uh, Mario Kart. There'll be another Kirby game, like a 3D Kirby yeah, game. Yeah, Kirby. Yeah, Kirby um, is also one that's on there. Mario Sports. Um, Fire Cross Emblem, thing. probably. Fire Emblem, I think, is coming out next year. Or even maybe this probably. year, there could be a new Fire Emblem game. Um, that guy could that, be one of the remakes. That Fire Emblem yeah. 4 remake, I think, is is it's done, apparently. like It's just a matter of when you want to release it type of thing. I don't like how Samus Returns was. Like We know Next Level Games is working on a new game. So, like, Luigi's Mansion 4, probably, right? Maybe. There's also probably Xenoblade X remake or re, re like re-release remastered coming because there's seeds in Xenoblade 3 that suggest that the future of the series is going to build off of X. So that's probably coming next year. And I do think we're going to get like those last few Wii U games that didn't get ported over like Xenoblade X and um the the Twilight Princess Wind Waker HD, I think those will be early Switch, Super Switch games. Because especially for Zelda, Zelda is going to have a drought, right? Like, like they tried to mitigate it as much as they can by basically, like, spending a full year on Tears of the Kingdom after it was done, polishing it, and moving on to the next game and not doing any DLC. Like, they they're, they mitigated it as much as possible by basically starting the next game as early as they can. So I think the next big Zelda game's coming midway through this next system's lifespan, but they can't go four years without Zelda. They're, there's going to be yeah. some re-releases, so we'll probably get Wind Waker and Twilight re-releases. Who knows, maybe for the anniversary they actually will like do a remake of Ocarina 
or they'll oh God, that'd be amazing. They could do Four Swords Adventure HD. People have been talking about, or they could do the Oracles remakes or something more. They could do a brand new Zelda game in the 2D style, the same way they did like Metroid Dread for Metroid. Which also there could be another 2D Metroid game coming on very, the horizon. Very right? well, yeah. Mercury Steam is they're working on something new. Hopefully, it's a is Metroid Six or. Like a remake of like Metroid Fusion or, or like Nintendo does it like just could just re-release Zero Mission on Switch Online like that'd be fantastic. That's such yeah, a good game. There's, there's I'm um, sure the the first year will be fruitful because I I think that they learned that the launch is the most important thing because it doesn't matter because Wii U I I will fight that Wii U had, had actually by year two had a really solid lineup of games. I completely um, agree. It didn't matter. It just didn't matter. People had forgotten. At yeah, that point, after, it didn't matter. The Wii U actually had a really strong start, but it just fizzled out because, like, okay, the first big game to come out on that system outside of launch was Pikmin 3, and that came out in, like, March, I think, or June or something like that. Like It, it, was, in, it came out in July, I think. It was August yeah. or July. So, it was, like, so literally, it, like, nine months later. So you had New Super Mario Bros., and you had Nintendo Land, and then you had nothing until Pikmin 3. But, see, so, I don't think that's a strong start. Like, I actually think Wii U has the weakest. No, no, no. Like, it's a fact. Like, it sold. They sold, like, every system they had. But then, once... The diehards had already bought up right, yeah. the stock. There was nothing. No one else See, bought anything. Had they released it a year later with Mario 3D World, I think we the Wii U would have been a different system. I think when you're because I disagree. Pikmin 3 was not the first major game. The first major game on that system was Super Mario 3D World. Like that's that's a system seller game. Yeah, Pikmin 3 is yeah. a niche. No, but like it, it was like, the biggest thing. It was like the first game of note. Yes, like, the first game of note. But the first time they had a major game was a year later, right? And yeah, they'll it's like never the make 3DS, that mistake. Where like the 3DS shouldn't have come out when it did because it didn't have any games. Like the first big game to come out on 3DS was Ocarina 3D, and that was again months after the system came out. So yeah, just like it's gonna be, it's gonna be really cool because like if we want to believe the rumors about backwards compatibility, the physical and digital backwards compatibility plus also there's rumors about the new hardware enhancing switch games there's going to be potentially so much stuff to play even if you don't buy any games like just from what you already have and like i really think nintendo's going to push nso because they're going to want people to sub to that when they're on the new system there could even be some sort of like early adopter bonus or something like that nintendo's pretty good with things like that like with look at look at what they did with 3ds they gave you uh four swords anniversary for free and then on uh switch there's tetris 99 there's f-zero f-zero 99 like they there's there's these games that you have just for having the online subscription and just like when we boot the new system up we would have access to 100 plus games and that's never been that way with a nintendo system ever as unless you had a large physical library of games so it's going to be really really awesome to have like the experience i had with my xbox and my playstation like with nintendo they're finally going to get to that because furukawa the president of nintendo said your nintendo account is going to be very very important like they they nintendo knows that they cannot remove that now because so many people have put thousands of dollars into digital games 
So just it's really encouraging. Like if you if you read a lot of the stories and the interviews that come out when they do like their shareholders meetings and things like that, if you start to compile things, you can sort of get an understanding of where their thoughts are. And I think where they're handling backward. Like I think it's really obvious that backwards compatibility is a thing just based on those interviews alone. So I'm just I'm so excited for what uh, what's coming out. Well, I think that uh, that pretty much does it. So lots of exciting things. If there's some notable stuff in the partner showcase, we might have a reaction video. We'll probably have one to or a breakdown. We'll definitely have one for Pokemon. Unless, again, there's nothing noteworthy. And then definitely for the console launch, we'll have a breakdown and we'll go over that. Assuming we don't need to have a good night's rest that night to wake up at four in the morning to go get uh, um, (laughs) the pre-orders. So, well, anyway, that brings us to the end of today's episode. If you liked what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas for upcoming episodes or just share your thoughts. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think the Nintendo system is going to look like or what you think might be in these directs or Pokemon presents. And otherwise, we'll see you next time at the Hub. Mateo, I believe you have a word for our friends at uh, at Microsoft. Microsoft, make a new Banjo game and port it to the next Nintendo system. See everybody. See ya. Bye.